Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. Let me quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick, so head to Collision this weekend. We should start with a disclaimer. Of course, this show has already happened, but we've avoided spoilers for it so far. Yeah, it's been taped. Uh, I've not looked at a single thing. It's weird how much I don't miss Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just don't miss it. Like, I'm cute. I want to know what's on Twitter. Yes. And I've got on and thought, oh, yeah, don't look at that. You might get a spoiler, but I should just leave that platform. Mm. Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, don't know literally a thing. I don't even know CM Punk's role. The limit of my knowledge is I saw uh, the Sean Ross Sapp sweet, uh, tweet where he said something to the effect of, you know, when he teases his Fightful select stories. Yes. Coming to Fightful Select in an hour. Of course you would tease it. Um. It just said, some news about CM Punk's involvement in Collision coming to Fightful Select, like, later today. And I didn't see it aggregated because I just basically went off Twitter and I've not seen anything. Um, we did the story in the news today, so I know what's happening. He is involved in this show, but we're just going to get your speculation on what you'd like to see from him without knowing about it. Should we it. say that till the end? Yeah, save that till the end. Retention. Uh, let's talk... Well, let's talk about the Owen Hart Cup, because that's mainly what this show's about, of course. Uh, and there are some sensational matches to look forward to tonight. Three Owen Hart Tournament Cup matches. Um, we should probably start with the, the obvious one, and that's Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong. What a quarterfinal. Yeah, that's a tremendous quarterfinal. Um, Roderick Strong, I think, will lose. Um, yeah. It's more obvious for... Uh, they've already built it. They've already built Joe versus Punk. Um in AEW, in that um, trios match on the debut collision episode, it was clearly Samoa Joe's position as the biggest threat, with the idea being that, oh, maybe he'll lose to CM Punk in the semis, even though he kind of won't, but that's fine. The match will be strong. Um, I, Roderick Strong, 
seems to be an absolute no-brainer. You can make anyone look awesome higher. Like, I love Roddy Strong. I think his engine is just ridiculous. Yeah. Everything he does looks awesome. He's just the best, one of the best meathead wrestlers ever. <laughs> like, just a total propulsive engine ass kicker. He rules. Um, but I think he's just one an, another name that Tony Khan has brought in. Like, the guy's, like, like pushing 40. So I don't expect him to get a big push. He might do some decent, substantial storyline stuff, particularly like with Adam Cole down the mm. line. Hit the ground running with the the Jericho stuff. Of yeah, course. absolutely. He's already proven his worth. Um, I don't expect him to be featured prominently. Um, I guess that's fine. I don't think he's got certain intangibles to be a true main event star. Um, Scott, it's funnier than most people give him credit. Yeah, for, I think Roddy Strong. Um, but yeah, he's here to lose uh, more often than not. But he's awesome at it. And this match, it's a weird one because, again, I have not had any indications of quality um, or spoilers of any kind of nature. So this could be an absolute blow-away match of the air TV candidate, and I could be a cynical prick. My issue here is that Strong, obviously he's worked with Joe in the past, but this is a very different Joe. And I'm not saying that Roderick Strong isn't smart enough to just slow it down a step, but Joe in certain matches in AEW has shown a tendency to, like, turn red and <laughs> just slow down because he's just, like, an older fella these days. Um, and clearly, like, his cardio's not what it was. Roderick Strong is, like, rivaled only to Kenny Omega in terms of people who can just blow people up. And if you're not prepared to get yeah. in the ring with them, like, it could spell trouble. So I really hope this match doesn't... Um, De degenerate mm. into one of those Joe 2020 matches in AEW and ROH where it's like, oh. And we thought he was finished for a while. I thought he was really finished. Like, I, to be honest, I'd said he was finished in NXT and I was we I was a bit anxious that AEW brought him in and then he's just aura's being revived because yeah. of that genius idea to pair him with Derby. Um, I think this match will be good. I'm not expecting it to be great. I'm a little bit worried that Joe will start to, like, sweat through it, where it becomes, like, an all-too-real struggle, especially in there with Strong. But the best version of this match and the ceiling on it is really high. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just really happy to see Roderick Strong back in a wrestling ring because, you know, his involvement with the likes of the Creeds... I saw a report, by the way, not to go off tangent here, saw a report that WWE mm. are very high on Julius Creed, they as should, you are. Yeah, they should be. He's, I think he's him. Yeah, and, uh, and they're a big fan of Brutus Creed as well. Um, you know, he was a useful uh, addition, no doubt, for those two in the Diamond Mine in NXT. But, yeah, this is where I want to see Roderick this Strong. This is where everyone went and wants yeah. to see him. WWE didn't even want Roderick Strong on his own. He, they just wanted him so they couldn't have him. Yes, correct. That AEW couldn't have him, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think Joe wins this one. Um, in interesting the way this has fallen, because, like... I think if you'd have told me in advance you're getting Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, I would have just assumed that that would be the final of the Owen Hart Cup. Yeah. Now, we'll talk, obviously, about the other matches in a second, but potentially that could be you know, Punk putting over a younger talent that he's you know got a good association with, either a Ricky Starks or, or a powerhouse Hobbs, perhaps, as well. Like that's, Do you think that's why they've done it this way? Potentially. Or Joe putting them over, of course. I think certainly losing a final looks better than losing a semi-final. Yeah. Um, I think Starks and or Hobbs probably stepping on the dick of the next match as we're previewing. <laughs> um, 
can get the rub from losing a final. It's theoretically more high profile. But yeah, I guess that's why they're doing this in the semi-final. Yeah. It's, they realize that it's good nostalgia, a decent attraction as a TV match, but nothing so mythologi- uh, mythological or mythical rather mm. or whatever um, in terms of the AEW TV base that it's worth building a massive tournament final around. Yeah, I, I, to be honest. But I think there's big narrative, sorry, for interrupting and um, big narrative implications on the final, but we'll get to that as and when. Yeah, I, I, I think to be fair, I could buy Roderick Strong versus CM Punk. That's not a match. It's like, and and you know, just I'd because love they to see it. Yeah, just because they don't do Punk Joe in the cup, they I mean that you could make an argument that they're going to make us wait for that even more. Like you say, we had it teased in the the six mans and what have you. Um, so I, uh, there is going to come a point in this match where I will probably buy on a on a Roderick Strong pinfall. Do you think, to before we get to the other Owen Hart Cup matches, MJF's making his collision debut tonight, uh, or tomorrow night, I should say, and I think that's just going to be, a, I think it's a squash match. I think he's working. I don't think he's just showing up on the show. It um, says he's making his wrestling debut. Yeah. <laughs> he, showed, he showed up on Rampage for the first time ever last week. And uh, when we stopped watching it. <laughs> As soon as we start reviewing it, they actually do some things on there, apart from this week, of course. Well, well I've, got, I've got a theory about... Did I mention this? On, I meant to mention this on the Dynamite review uh, yesterday, available wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of rampage. You know when it's like someone um, breaks up with their partner and then really starts trying hard to get back with them? And you're like, where was this when you were in the relationship? Yes. That's how I feel about rampage now. They're putting on... Is it Commander versus Claudio? Yes, and I I haven't heard any raves about this match. Like, go out your way to watch it. But I know that Tony Khan tweeted, mm. make sure to watch Rampage this week. So I think it's meant to be very good. It's too late. No, it's, it's far too late. We've, we've moved on. Late. Um, but it's shagged collision now, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, we'll talk about what, you know, is presumably a relatively straightforward win for, for MJF here. But obviously on Dynamite, we saw the beginnings of his friendship with Adam Cole. But could he get involved to cost Roderick Strong here, perhaps? Oh, maybe. Because they were linked. Yeah. I don't know. He's trying to help him, Adam, but oh, no. It feels like, obviously, they've had the DQ last week. Um, I just got the impression with Collision that they want to keep it distinct from Dynamite, which has kind of evolved into every other TV show you've ever seen in a wrestling ring mm. with the interference in the seconds. I would like it, I'm not necessarily saying this is going to be the way that it all happens, but I would just like it to be a nice little harken back to the cleans and, yeah, clean that's fair enough. and losses. So, Especially with the tournament. I got annoyed last year. When um, with the Own Heart tournament, there was there was a lot of crossover in terms of ongoing storylines mm. and interferences, and like not the best finishes. Um, like I would just like this to be this thing that can this entity that just can yeah. exist, like not outside of canon, but you can still tell stories within the context of the tournament. Like you can have a wrestler like carrying an injury and sell a limb, like the. Um, Bret Hart 1993 mm. um, deal. I'm surprised um, CM Punk hasn't done that with the Kojima <laughs> match. Maybe he does it um, in his semi-final. Um, but yeah, I would just like it to be its own thing that just exists yeah. by itself, just to give it a bit of prestige, because otherwise 
They're just AEW matches with a different name. Yeah. I think it speaks volumes that, you know, not only MJF, but the world champion is on collision within its first month, whereas that just didn't happen on Rampage, really, did it? It was certainly not with MJF. Aye. Like, it just... He was like, invest in this. Actually, about a month in, we're just going to... Like, obviously, Kenny was on the first yeah, yeah, rampage, yeah, yeah. and he worked a tag team match, but that was about it. Yeah. And I think he was preserving his body, obviously, at the time, because he needed what was left of it. And then they were like, well, we kind of need to do something for the ratings here. Let's hoi mox on there. Yeah. But, um, no, this, is, this feels bigger. What do you think MJF does, on the, apart from presumably squash some goober? Um, he could whine that he's having to work a second night. Mm-hmm. Which could then feed into the punker. Uh, I've already had to work Forbidden Door, now I've got to work this. Yeah, that sort of thing. And then three shows in a week. I mean, you did that work. could summon CM know. Punk, or if not on this show, then down the line, if MGF continues to spit of why do I have to do both, and then Punk is the baby face, could admonish him and say, "This is how many dates I worked a week. Uh, entitled, you're spoiled." But then. Is pairing MJF and CM Punk A, the plan? I believe so. They foreshadowed it on the first collision. B, a good idea. Mm. If they want to keep MJF a heel, then not necessarily. Got a uh, spot for you. Uh, not not physically impossible for once. Uh, MJF versus, I don't know, no offense to him, but a Serpentico type. Yes. A very obvious, straightforward victory here. Non-title, obviously. Um, but he dominates the match. He's MJF. Uh, he's setting up for the finish, and then he stops for a second, and he drops his opponent. He's, he's locking up with them, and then he just drops them. And they drop to their knees, and he runs the ropes, and he hits them with the last shot. I would like that. I've got another idea as well. In Bret Hart, MJF's already done this. No wanker one. symbol for this, because he's trying to make friends, by the yes. way. Yes. That obviously will happen later. Yeah. Like, inevitably. Yeah. Maybe a headlock takeover for the victory. Yes. <laughs> another thing you could do with it being in Canada Ooh. is he's done this before. It's a great source of heat when you're in Canada is to just denigrate the great name of Bret Hart. He could say something like, ah, oh, Collision, you should be grateful for me. Not a single great wrestler has ever come from this place. <laughs> Most like, obviously, Bret Hart is part yeah. of that as well. I'm much better than he ever was. You know who I like? Shawn Michaels. <laughs> just like my new best friend, Adam Cole. <gasps> oh! And then they can link those things together. I like that. I just thought you should probably do a Panama Sunrise, actually, rather than a shot against someone like flipping some Pentagon. Yeah. Needless, what are you doing? Oh, me and Adam Cole basically got the same moveset, actually. Yeah. But yeah, uh, an obvious victory for MJF, but we'll, we'll circle back to maybe him and CM Punk crossing paths in a, in a little while. Yes, I think so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, talk, let's talk about the other Owen Hart Cup matches. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dustin Rhodes and Ricky Starks versus our new favourite, Juice Robinson. Uh, Juice Robinson rules. Let's <laughs> save him and go through the vegetables. Um, that is <laughs> Hobbs versus Dustin. Again, look, I didn't touch on this in the intro. Or like the opening of the pod, but like my concern here, I think I said this on the Dynamite review as well, so apologies for repeating myself. My potential worry about this show is that they had a bigger crowd, I believe, in the same building for Dynamite, and that crowd was not particularly loud. Mm. They just weren't loud. They got Mox versus Ishii, and they came up for certain bits to an extent, but this weren't a particularly rabid wrestling crowd. And if you're going to take the bigger crowd and realize that they don't necessarily make that much noise, now you've got a smaller and apparently heavily comped crowd, which basically, you know, is not people who are enthusiastic, raring to go, buying a ticket on the first day or week of purchase, or the second they've been paid or whatever, then I'm kind of worried about the atmosphere, which is a a shame because the best version of this match with Dustin working his magic and Hobbs being, like, one of the most frightening propositions in all of wrestling. Like, imagine wrestling him. Kind of terrifying. Not because he's, like, unsafe or no, anything no, no. like that, just because he's an absolute monster of a lad. Um, it's like, theoretically, this is fantastic matchmaking. Andy Murray always puts it that there's few things better in wrestling than Dustin Rhodes marching nobly to his doom. He's absolutely refusing <laughs> yes. to give in. And I love that. And Hobbs could monster him like in a really nice, simplistic, but effective way. But you really need like a uh, invested audience to like live and die with Dustin Rhodes. If it's just a mild response to like a, a mauling, then maybe it won't resonate quite mm-hmm. as much. But Hobbs to win. The ceiling on this match is really high. I just worry about it in this building. I really hope long term, well, not even that long term, what I'd like to see from Powerhouse Hobbs, and I'm, you and I are going to keep booking this until it happens. Shred the book. Well, shred the book. Get rid of QTV. That's the main yeah, one. Yeah, that's the main so one. So I'd like to see him in the quarters and possibly in the semis, like you say, to just monster his opponents, dominate, win, and get to the final. And QTV, this albatross around Powerhouse Hobbs's neck, QT Marshall goes... We're in the final, and that's and I'm going to corner you for the Owen Hart Cup final, so we can celebrate together. And maybe it doesn't necessarily cost him completely the match, but he's not the helpful presence. So powerhouse, powerhouse, can be like, oh, wait a second. When I'm on my own, I'm 
mint. And when you're here, you can ruin everything. Yeah. I'm just, we tried to book it for the first episode of Collision when we knew Powerhouse. I tried, to cook it. It. I tried to book that the second uh, <laughs> week after QTV. Yeah. But we're going to get there, hopefully sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I think he beats Dustin Rhodes here and long-term. Let him be powerhouse Hobbs on his own. With it. Book or no, I don't really care. But you don't need a physical book. No, you don't. No. Um, on the other side of things, or the same bracket, same side of the bracket, it's Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Poor Ricky Starks. He's just been beating pillar to post by uh, Bullet Club Gold, hasn't he? Although the gun's new entrance is goaded. It is goaded. Um, I want Ricky Starks to turn heel. Do you? Yeah, he just doesn't click for me. He's a baby face. Um, I've, I know, he just seems like quite detached and a bit bored um, throughout this program. And there's something about his charisma, which he's in that weird, weird position. First of all, this match, I don't think it's going to be great. I, think, I don't think Juice Robinson's fantastic. So I think it's going to be one of those dynamic, like exciting super dramatic matches you'll ever see. Mm. But he's getting over his juice, and he's really entertaining that I think it might be a nice gentleman's three with a bit of heat to it this match. Mm. I expect uh, Jay White to go over. But Juice I... Uh, Juice Robinson. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Ricky Starks to go over Juice Robinson. Um, Ricky Starks... He's he needs in that, it, yeah. He's in that, he needs it, but he's in that weird position where he's so entertaining as a heel, and he evidently works really hard that he couldn't not gravitate towards him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's just not very good at playing babyface or, or what's happened, but I don't necessarily think it's Chris Jericho's fault. I think it's so simplistic, so cynical. Um, I think it indicates a huge uh, misconception of how all of this should work. Um, I don't know. I, I, he seems detached from everything. There's an arrogance that he has, uh, an arrogance with which he carries himself, that isn't, uh, what's the word? Right. I'm going to use a rock comparison here. Obviously. Because it's just yeah. how these things go with Ricky Starks. With the rock, he was like lampooning a cool guy mm-hmm. where everything he did was just outrageous. Like the open shirt, the glasses, like the absolute, he was such a fundamentally very silly character. <laughs> I think the problem with Ricky Starks is that Ricky Starks is like actually legit, really cool. Yes. And he knows it and he feels like he's above it. And I just find, I think a lot of people have found that a bit alienating. Mm. Like he didn't send himself up. He's not this ridiculous pastiche of what a cool man thinks a cool man is. He's just a bit too cool <laughs> for us wrestling marks, yeah. I think. Um and he just hasn't connected as a baby face, and I don't think I think people need to just lay off Chris Jericho. Yeah, I'm like you can punch up with Chris Jericho all you like, and if you want to do that, feel free to join us yesterday <laughs> on the Dynamite Review yeah. podcast, which is really really fun to record. But as hate as our Chris Jericho's got his hooks on Ricky Starks, it's like has Ricky Starks done anywhere near enough? I will say he should add more mic time than he's been getting. Yes. Because that's one of his strengths. And when he opens his mouth to speak, he gets chinned backstage. That doesn't do anything for him. You're meant to flatter your um, talent if you're a booker. You're meant to sort of like, again, accentuate their positives, Mm. showcase the best versions of them. That hasn't really happened with Starks. I think that's another part of the equation um, and why he feels cold and why he just hasn't clicked, why he doesn't feel like. The guy, no one talks about him as a guy who should dethrone MJF. No. Like that conversation has completely withered away. But I don't think he's 
blameless in it either. No, I think there's an element he's of too, watching. He's too cool. On on Dynamite when they did he's the He's too cool. <laughs> when they were setting up or, or advertising these matches, um I did get a sense of because I don't get me wrong, I was as fresh frustrated as Ricky Starks probably is with the way things have gone for him after the MJF stuff. Uh but I agree, I don't think it's all Chris Jericho's fault. I don't think it's helped. But I also don't think that he went immediately from that to getting his ass handed to him by someone who needed to get some wins straight away to feel like a big deal in Jay White. Um, admittedly, with the shenanigans of, of Juice and what have That's you. That's all sludgy, isn't it? Yeah. But I, it did feel a little bit like he was just kind of going through the motions when he was like, I'm cooler than you and I'm going to you know, make you lose <laughs> whatever he said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has to get the win here for me. No, yeah, win to, to, to valiantly lose in the semis and decide, wait a second, Hobbs is doing pretty well for himself and we are doing pretty well when we were in Team Town. Yeah. So maybe I should just go back to being an arsehole. Yeah. Because he's a cool guy. And yes, he's, he's far too cool. To be a baby face for me. Um, but yeah, more mic time for him. And as always, more mic time for Juice Robinson. Indeed. They should have like a big promo at the start of the show or a battle. Not live, but certainly a pretty lengthy pre-tape. Yeah. As you need to hear these guys talk. I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> it was such a good best. Uh, Ricky Starks is, uh, I think he's too cocky and detached mm. to be a baby face. That's my opinion. Yeah. Same as the, I mean, they obviously have done this already, but... If you're going to you know, call out or mention The Rock, it works. Make him the biggest arsehole, and then when he turns face again, a year or two down the line, he'll be so over. Because like you say, it's it's not happening with him and MJ. It was, I mean, the immediate aftermath, you were like, maybe they'll revisit this. Maybe it'll be like, oh, well, I ran you pretty bloody close the first time. Yeah. Um, but it was early on, and you, you know, we all knew he wasn't going to take it off him then. But now you're like, oh, wait a second. Maybe, it's, maybe he is the guy, but it, right now it certainly doesn't feel that way. But... Uh, yeah, he gets the victory over Juice Robinson in the quarterfinals of the Owen Hart Cup. There's also a title match tonight. TBS Championship on the line. The brilliant Chris Statlander loved her since she's come back. Uh, defending the title against Lady Frost. Uh, a bit like when the TBS Championship was defended on Rampage. I don't sense a title change here, but a good no, match. No, no, no. Um, I don't know. Um, it'll be a really good showcase of how good Statlander is. I already know the answer. If this is bad, I'm not going to lay the blame at her feet. No. Uh, Lady Frost is very athletic, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if this match is really good, I'm not saying that Lady Frost will have had nothing to do with it. I just think it'll be a really um, strong indicator of just how good Statlander is mm-hmm. because Stark, uh, Frost, Stark. Let's talk about Lady Stark and Ricky Stark. <laughs> of Lady course, Frost, yeah. And I've just got almost I've got oh, Game confused. of Thrones tangent. Yeah, she's very athletic, but. She's nowhere near a complete wrestler yet. Um, so she could potentially get, like, patrolled into a good match um, by Statlander here. Um, but I'm just... I don't know if I can see it. Is this a platform more so for maybe establishing Chris's next opponent? Like a backdrop then, for an angle. Yeah, a, big, a bigger, you know, longer-term feud. Yeah, potentially. Because it felt, obviously, the Jay Cargill one, we've had so many open challenges. It's like, give her something to get her teeth into in terms of, a right, we'll do this, this, and this over the next four weeks to build to this match at... All in, let's say. Or yeah, whatever. like I would like to believe that there's a threat that could challenge Chris Statlander. This match doesn't really indicate that in and of itself. As you said, we've already done, what, how long was it? Like a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Like a year and a half of Jade Cargill beats whichever baby face is kicking about. Sky Blue or... Yeah, whoever. Um, I want to see a storyline. Yes. We've been crying out for this for like pretty much four years. We've had some. We've obviously had some. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you Nowhere know, near enough. 
I much prefer, obviously, Chris. I mean, not I don't prefer it because you had to get injured to do this, but Chris, Chris Statlander, sort of road to redemption rather than Chris Statlander. Alien? Yeah, just much, pr- much prefer this. Yeah, you know, her work's never been in question. I just think, yeah, now we know her as a person. Obviously, initially, AW was just here's these characters, and I get it. You don't want to just be like, I'm a woman, and I'm a woman, and we all get one match a week on yeah. Dynamite. But um, yeah, we know about Chris. We, you know. I know her. You know, this isn't... We're not talking... Uh, what's her name? I don't know her. <laughs> Marina Shafir. Yeah. Uh, no, this should be all right. The thing with Lady Frost is that it looks very choreographed at times, but that's fine. She's a raw talent. Mm-hmm. Um, Statlander picks up the win. Maybe it's a celebration, but... I just think she's so well-liked and such a seemingly nice person that everyone just has loads of time for... That even if it's not tremendously exciting, maybe she can do this open challenge stuff and just get over and mm-hmm. stay over. Um, finally, it's AW Collision, and that means no punker, no party. Um, it does for me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do on the show? I know this. As I said, we, we covered this in the news today. But what would you like to see maybe from CM Punk? How's he poker face? Um, terrible. Okay. So I'm just going to turn around. I'll, no, I'll look at the lights. I'll look at the lights. <laughs> it's weird with the punk. Uh, he's obviously going to be on it. It's weird that we haven't seen a CM Punk in action or we hear from CM Punk graphic yet. He's done commentary and he's fantastic at it. And I think everyone who enjoys watching the show would listen to his commentary. It'd be particularly great given that the Own Heart Cup tournament into which he's advanced to the semis. It'd be great if he commentated on all three matches and just on the show so you could scout his opponent, put them over, like even put over Dustin, who's inevitably going to lose because clearly they're going to do a Team Taz reunion in the semi. That would be a really good storyline use of him, but already, like, the reality of what the time slot is has become apparent. So even if they get Rampage numbers, I think it's more criminal for the, the vibe around AEW as a whole if it has the Rampage vibe him commentating on a night that they probably know is not going to do well. I think it makes sense to do it in the context of the tournament, but maybe we do need to have a promo. Maybe he'll come and interrupt MGF. He did say, like, on the first collision, yeah. so weird, I'm not actually looking at Wilborn, this is quite unnatural. <laughs> he did say, that championship belt that you carry around, Max, is mine until anyone else beats me for it. It just doesn't seem like a coincidence, knowing how AEW books these things. It just doesn't feel like a coincidence that um, MGF is just suddenly booked at random for collision. Mm. Maybe they just recognize his drawing power. But what's weird about this is if, in fact, CM Punk comes out to um, challenge MGF or to tease or to cut a promo on him, otherwise tease a match with him, like what happens? Do you then automatically just get rid of your investment in the Adam Cole MGF thing, knowing that it's just basically going to lead to MGF versus Punk? Do they do each feud at the same time on the same shows? Does CM Punk star power threaten to overwhelm Adam Cole? Do people just prefer Cole to Punk because it seems like everyone outside of Chicago hates Punk? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting in Canada yet again for Punk. It's, uh, I, until I get a firm feel about what collision's going to be, how it's going to dovetail with Dynamite, if at all. And I can't really predict anything. Mm. Um, yeah, we've not know. really had a chance to settle, because it's like, oh, first show, that's 
you know, is what it is. Yeah. Is collision is punk not only opening the show but also wrestling in the main event. Then last week was a bit of his collision, but also a bit of it's forbidden door, by the way. Now, like you say, we've forbidden doors out of the way, we've got a long way to go till all in or all, all out. Um, so yeah, I, I want to know what collision's gonna look like. We know it's gonna be slightly uh, not necessarily better paced, but Stuff's Just, been given to Titan time yeah, to breathe on yeah. this show more so than Dynamite. What you should do, sorry, is interrupt some more, not interrupt some more, Joe. Just do a post-match, Joe celebrates, Punk comes out, because you'll be able to believe everything Punk says when they when he talks about their like legendary rivalry and how Joe kind of had his number and everything like that, but not anymore. I want to start believing that Punk on Collision isn't just some on an island compromise. Like I want him to feel like really absorbed within the fiction of mm-hmm. collision, if that makes sense. Yes. Rather than him talking about counterfeit books. Yeah. Or him saying, Oh, you know, I'll mess around with Joe because we work together and we're on good terms. And you know, I like Juice Robinson, I'll put him over. But MGF's a real quiz. I want him to feel like he's an actual part of the show mm-hmm. rather than it just being a vanity vehicle. So maybe hopefully it tonight or tomorrow night rather it will go in that direction yeah i'll tell you what i wanted to happen before i found out what is going to happen so no spoilers here i thought yeah well they're just gonna not advertise him but they're gonna first thing you're gonna see as soon as you turn on turn on the show is punk coming out getting that reaction yet again in canada and like you say addressing what's next for him other than the tournament and the the sort of fallout from from Forbidden Door, and then I was hoping, yeah, he'd maybe do commentary on what one or all of the the matches. But I also now could see after you saying that a sort of weird mirroring of the Punk Cena thing of like MJF wins a really easy match and he's yeah title up up on the turnbuckle immediately you hear cool personality yeah. and then Punk comes down and he stands on the other turnbuckle and holds up his title belt because he got it obviously he had it in his bag when yeah. he did it in the first week. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether they're going to pull the trigger on establishing that because, like you say, it does kind of undercut everything involving Adam Cole yeah. and MJF. It's a tricky one for them all to navigate. Mm. But nevertheless, a really good show to look forward to this weekend, uh, as well as, of course, Money in the Bank. Join myself and uh, Michael Hamlet for our live stream of that on Saturday night as well. Um, but let us know your thoughts ahead of Collision on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown preview is available right now. Got Wrestle Culture coming your way with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz later on today as well. And myself and Sid will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 